Hello, and welcome to Business Bites, the new Denton's podcast series. Here we offer short, insightful episodes you can listen to on demand whenever and wherever you like. Sharing insights from across multiple markets, Business Bites takes a look at the solutions helping to address the challenges companies are currently facing. In short, it's tailored at serving you up a recipe for success. In today's episode, we focus on an issue that companies are increasingly facing, and that is the need to settle potential disputes and navigate difficult business situations. The question of finding the most effective way of resolving a dispute becomes more important than ever as decision makers look to choose the right course of action. Today we're joined by Denton's colleagues, Amy Kleisner and Courtney Lotfi, who are both members of our international arbitration team. They will discuss the factors to consider when deciding between litigation and arbitration during and after this COVID crisis. Amy and Courtney, welcome and thank you for joining us today on our Business Bite series. Courtney, over to you. Thank you, Miriam. We're happy to be here today to discuss a little bit about our practice, arbitration, and how it has been impacted by COVID-19. To get us started, Amy, would you tell us a little bit about arbitration, what it is, and why parties have historically turned to arbitration instead of litigation? Sure. In the very simplest of terms, arbitration is simply a privatized form of dispute resolution. So instead of going to the courts, parties agree by contract to opt out of the public system of justice um, and basically create their own. What are your views on why parties have historically turned to arbitration as opposed to litigation? Well, of course, there's no right or wrong way of doing this. Um, And really, and this is a lawyerly answer, but it's true, you have to look at each case. Uh, So there's no right or wrong answer. In Europe, so within the countries of the EU, it's a very close call because within the EU, we have a fantastic system of determining which courts have jurisdiction. And if you get a court judgment from one jurisdiction, you can enforce it um, throughout the EU. What about outside of Europe? Well, outside of Europe, of course, um, it becomes a much different story. Think about Germany. It's an export nation, um, exporting uh, internationally. The main reason that clients turn to arbitration is, in fact, that they they actually want their money at the end of the day. You can have the, the most fantastic procedure, but if you can't collect on your judgment, that's a problem. Outside Europe, it becomes very political with court judgments. Does one system want to recognize you know, the validity of another court's system? The answer is very often no. And this is what's different about arbitration. In arbitration, we have an amazing instrument. It's been called the most successful instrument of public international law ever. And it is the New York Convention. It's over 50 years old. And now there are 164 states who have signed on to it. This means that if you have an arbitration award in hand, you can go to 164 different states in the world and more or less have your judgment, I want to say, rubber stamped and then enforced in those judgments. Yes, there's a small procedure, but it's very limited. What do you enjoy most about this practice area, Amy? Thank you. That's a nice question. Um, Obviously, we're usually advising clients and clients, as I said, usually want their money. What do lawyers like? Lawyers like to be able to provide the best service. Arbitration gives us a huge amount of procedural flexibility. It's a true statement that the procedure in every single arbitration is unique. That means we can create a procedure that fits the needs of an individual case. This is, of course, professionally very satisfying, but it's ultimately also for the benefit of clients. 
And how does that work with respect to time and costs? How does arbitration compare to litigation? This can be a closer call. It wouldn't be a fair statement to say that arbitration is always cheaper. Uh, It's certainly not. What you can say, though, is that arbitration is always one instance. So there are no appeals on the merits like you would have um, in court judgments. And because of that, you do have a lot more certainty. You have one shot, they'll have one award, and that'll be it. You can go and get that enforced. Whereas with Litigation, as we know, can go on and on. And depending on where you are, that can be a matter of years or or even decades. And since time is money, it's generally the case that arbitration can be a more efficient procedure. So, Cornelia, let me ask a question now. How has COVID-19 been impacting arbitration in your view? Well, first and foremost, I think arbitration has been able to deal with COVID-19 very effectively because we're used to adapting. International arbitration offers participants a great deal of flexibility, as you mentioned a moment ago, with respect to how the proceedings will be run. This includes everything from the timing of written submissions to the place of the hearing. The parties, their counsel, the tribunal all work together to determine the best solution for each case. Can you give me some examples? So how has COVID-19 impacted your pending cases? We're seeing that the parties and tribunals are collaborating in pending cases. For example, we had a rather large written submission a few weeks ago where we had agreed in the autumn that documents would be transmitted electronically and then by hard copy. In this case, we would have had to send hard copies to four different countries. And given that the countries are in different stages of recovery and reopening, we simply asked the party's preference with respect to receipt of hard copies. In another matter that's just getting underway, we didn't yet have an agreement on the manner of filing submissions. The tribunal in that case adapted for COVID-19 at the very outset, and they requested electronic submissions only. They did note that they may at some later stage request hard copies. So if I hear you right, what you're saying is that we don't need to travel into the office and you know get our secretaries there to make copies. Uh, but arbitrators love to travel, don't they? I mean, it's in, usually arbitration is, is international. So, I mean, we're all grounded. How has COVID-19 impacted, you know, for instance, hearings? Well, hearings are a big part of what we do. And we've seen the arbitration community adapt because of COVID-19, and we've adapted very quickly. So for many years now, we've had some hearings, some type of hearings electronically or with the use of technology. These can be, for example, case management hearings. But what we're seeing now is we're seeing hearings, actual merits hearings take place with the use of technology and it's working. So before we were used to every now and then we'd have a witness or two that would testify remotely given, for example, the inability to travel or for cost reasons. Now we're embracing the use of technology and we can have whole hearings online. Now we all hope this pandemic will be over soon, but I think we're, you know, we're cautiously pessimistic that it will continue on for a while. In terms of the way arbitration has adapted, do you see that as an ongoing trend? I think so. Traditionally, arbitration is flexible. And I think we're showing that now. And for the foreseeable future, I think we will continue to adapt for this situation. That said, many practitioners do prefer in-person hearings. There are many reasons for this. So it can be uh, true for opening statements, for example. They like to give them in person and see the reactions of the other parties. They like to see the reaction of the witness when they're examining them. It also 
offers the parties the opportunity to get together again in person, and maybe that will foster additional settlement negotiations and perhaps even settlement. What do you think, Amy, of the impact of COVID-19 will be on the choice between arbitration and litigation going forward? I do think that this pandemic has really stressed our systems uh, of dispute resolution. What it's shown is that while some court systems, uh, just an example, Singapore are very tech savvy and have really been able to continue functioning, it's fair to say that the court systems generally um, have been fragile. Uh, they've, they've had to, to really lock down to either handling no cases or simply the most urgent cases. Um, contrast that with arbitration. If there's one word I would contrast with fragility, it would be agility. I believe arbitration has basically just rejigged and has been able to continue on business as usual for the most part. Given that we never know what the future will hold, I think that agility of arbitration is a key advantage and may influence the choice of parties going forward. I suppose we'll have to see how the practice develops. We will indeed. Thank you very much to our listeners. Thank you, Amy and Courtney. That gives us some real food for thought and we appreciate you taking the time to join us today. To our listeners, we hope you'll join us next time on Business Bites. And until then, thank you and stay safe.